and welcome to the Not Your Type podcast, aimed to uplift and empower everyone in the diabetic community, from supporters to professionals, and of course, those living with it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Type podcast, and happy February, or happy month of love, happy love month. If you follow my social media, you know what I'm getting at. I'm kicking off a month of love in the spirit of February for my service initiative through the Miss America organization, which of course is centered around type 1 diabetes. And I'm hosting fundraisers and different incentives to really promote love and support for our community and our cause. I first started this month of love a few years ago in 2020, right before COVID hit and everything changed. And it feels really great to bring it back and to dedicate an entire month aside from World Diabetes Month in November to this cause and this work that I've been doing for so many years. So please go follow my socials. Again, I'll put them in the show notes so you can follow along because I have so many fun things planned and I just had a Panera fundraiser. I'm still waiting to hear back on how much money we raised, but it's really exciting to host this month. And of course, these podcasts are part of that. So thank you for listening and thank you for following in advance. To keep with the spirit of love and the spirit of Valentine's Day being next week, we're going to discuss the complexities of dating with diabetes. Now, this was in part inspired by an organization called Touched by Type 1. They're based in Florida, and I've actually partnered with them this past year. And they posted recently about different tips and advice about braving the dating world with diabetes. And when I saw it, I immediately agreed with so many of the things they were saying and thought I should do a podcast episode on this inspired by them. As someone who is in a relationship, I can speak to both the dating world and the relationship side of being diabetic and love. And I've also seen it through my parents because my mom is not a diabetic, but is obviously married to my dad, who is a diabetic. And if you haven't checked out their episode, they touch on this a little bit and it is so moving. Probably my favorite episode I've done to date. So please go check that out. Relationships in general can be tricky on their own to navigate and figuring it out with diabetes, whether it's platonic, familial, or romantic is just an added pressure, an added stressor. And I could do a whole separate episode on other kinds of relationships, but since it's February and I'm doing the month of love, we're really going to focus on that romantic side. So let's start at the beginning, the dating stage. Navigating the dating scene while also figuring out how to tell someone new about your diabetes and the way you'll do that is so tricky. And it's about the when and the how. When is the right date to tell them? Should I tell them right away? Are we going to a restaurant where they'll see that I have to take care of my diabetes because we're eating? Will I tell them then? Should I wait? And also how? How will I bring it up? Will I go right into my diagnosis story or will I just kind of briefly mention it and wait to get into that deeper stuff later? And for a lot of us, it's such a big part of our life that we do want people to know about it. But when it's a brand new person, a stranger, in a lot of cases, when is it not awkward to bring it up? 
It also fosters a lot of intrusive thoughts or negative self-talk. I know I used to feel really self-conscious about my diabetes, which is partially why I started this podcast, because it makes me feel empowered when I'm able to talk through it and see how other people, whether they're diabetic or not, can relate to it and really start that conversation. But in the dating world, I even was asking myself questions of how people would react and what they would say in response to me having diabetes. Some of the things I used to think was, you know, will they see my CGM? Will they be weirded out by that? Are they grossed out when I give myself a shot? I remember vividly in high school, this wasn't on a date, but I was eating lunch and another student came up and saw me giving myself a shot and said, do you have to do that here? That's gross. And that has lived with me since that moment. And it's only elevated when you're looking for connection, love, support, a relationship. So whenever I would give myself a shot, there'd be times where I'd go to the bathroom to do it because I didn't necessarily feel comfortable after just meeting someone to say, oh, hey, let me do this thing real quick. And then there's that internal dialogue of, well, should I do it in front of them? Am I a bad advocate for this cause if I don't go ahead and normalize it and give myself a shot? Which... Your advocacy work is never going to be undermined by a date you go on or your anxiety around giving yourself a shot. As someone who also experiences anxiety, it's also only heightened in the relationship world when those situations arise. But those are very real things that I felt in those moments. You know, will they think it's weird? Will I be treated differently? And I never want to be treated differently for my diabetes. And the idea of having someone that I'm trying to build a connection with, especially a romantic one, think of me differently because of something I can't control is just heartbreaking. So thinking of all of those things on dates is a big challenge that's added when you have diabetes, but ultimately there are some tips and tricks you can do to ease that anxiety, especially about a first date. So here are a few pointers that came from me and touched by type one. So number one is if going to a restaurant, check the menu with the nutrition information, if it's available, ahead of time. That way, you know exactly what you can get and what to bolus for. Whether you have an insulin pump or you need to take a shot before, making sure you have the exact amount so you don't risk going too low or being high because stress can affect your blood sugars in different ways. Knowing that beforehand can really help ease just a little bit of that anxiety. I always struggle to choose what I want at restaurants and on a date it feels like there's that brain fog going on and you're trying to listen to conversation while looking at the menu. You don't want to take too long. So knowing what you want ahead of time is also a great way to seem confident in your choices and your decisions. Number two, if you're doing an activity that requires a lot of movement, maybe you're going hiking, maybe you're going dancing, anything that has more movement, bring extra low blood sugar snacks just in case. I know most of us probably always have something with us, whether it's glucose tabs or a juice box or their go-to low snack. Mine is often raisins or granola bars, but making sure you have extra ones just in case because nerves, again, play a factor in that. And when you're doing a lot more movement, that will also play a factor. Number three, make sure you have all of your diabetes supplies. Triple check when you leave the house that you have everything you need. If you don't use a pump, your insulin pen and the pen caps, make sure you have enough of those. Make sure you have your glucose monitor in case your CGM, if you have one, poops out. Make sure you have 
everything you need. You don't want to be late or have to leave early because you don't have the necessary supplies, especially if you're going to a restaurant or maybe a movie where you're going to be eating. You don't want to have a scary situation happen on your first date, which, you know, could be really telling of their character and who they are on how they handle it. But on a first date, let's maybe avoid that. Moving to number four, if you are too self-conscious about people seeing your pump and or CGM, you can wear clothing that conceals them. So when I was first really self-conscious about my CGM showing, I used to always wear it on my stomach, and now I proudly wear it on my arm because I'm not ashamed of it, and I like using it as a conversation starter. But if you don't want that to be the focal point of your first date, then you can always wear long sleeves or maybe long jeans if you wear it on your leg or a top that covers it. Whatever will make you feel the most confident and comfortable is really important. But again, remember, you should never be ashamed of your diabetes, but if you don't want it to be the main point of conversation, I totally understand that too. And then the last tip that I have for dating is to share when you are ready. Whether you were diagnosed 15 years ago or 15 days ago, if you don't want to talk about it, then don't talk about it. If they ask about it, maybe if they notice your CGM or pump or they notice that you have to kind of take care of your diabetes if you're eating... Give them the resources to look into or tell them, hey, this is really recent or hey, I'm not comfortable talking this right now, but I'd love to talk about this later on our next date, especially if the date is already going well. And the way they react will again be really telling of how they'll handle your diabetes, but also if it's worth going on another date with them. If they're going to keep pressing when you're clearly uncomfortable, then you should know that the conversation ends there and you don't have to talk about it. And you don't have to go into a big sob story right away, you can give them the rundown of it saying, this is when I was diagnosed, this is how long I've lived with it, this is what I have to do, and that's it. Just really evaluate and self-reflect on your comfort level with it and be the one that's in control of that conversation because no one else has the right to tell you how and when to share your diabetes journey and story. All that to say, no matter what, first dates can be awkward, they can be uncomfortable, they can be a lot of fun, they can go a lot of different directions, and diabetes can definitely be a challenge when dealing with that. But it's also a challenge sometimes when you're in a relationship, after you've passed the dating stage, after you've kind of explained what diabetes is to your partner, but there are ways that your partner can support you. I've been really fortunate to see with my parents exactly how my mom supports my dad so much. It makes me a little emotional because she's the daughter, mom, and wife of a diabetic. And the way that she cares for all of us is so inspiring to someone in the community, but is also an incredible resource for someone who needs to see that figure when they're dating someone with diabetes, how they can be a partner to someone living with it. I'm truly grateful for the support I've received through my parents and through my own relationship. So a few ways that you can have your partner support you or ask them to support you is to have them learn more about what diabetes is in general. If you're still not comfortable telling them how to take care of you, have them research it. They can research information in different organizations dedicated to the cause, not only so they can advocate with you and for you, but so they can just understand the basics of the disease and the way it affects people. Something else they can do, even on a first date, is asking you what you're comfortable sharing and how it manifests in your daily life. 
How does diabetes play a role in your day-to-day? How can they insert themselves into that to make it easier for you? And with that, explicitly asking the ways that they can help. Is it reminding you to take your shots or to eat something or to check your blood sugar? Is it making meals for you that are low carb or have the nutrition information available? What can they do to make things just a little bit easier for you in a relationship when things can be a little harder as a diabetic? And it all comes from learning more and asking those important questions. Another thing they can do is keep low blood sugar snacks on them, making sure they're checking in on your blood sugar in a supportive way, not trying to pry or imply that you don't know what you're doing. I'm a very strong-willed and stubborn person and if anyone were to ever say oh you should check your blood sugar or you might need to do this for your blood sugar I'd say you're not diabetic I know what I'm doing but really just checking in on you saying oh hey you haven't checked your blood sugar in a while maybe you should do that or saying oh we're about to eat you want to check your blood sugar or have you checked your blood sugar recently all of those questions are great ways to check in in a supportive way rather than pretending they know as much as you because Ultimately, if they're not diabetic, they're not going to know as much as you, and they should be aware of that. Another thing they can do is keep low blood sugar snacks on them. It's really a nice way of seeing that support and feeling supported, knowing that I am safe, because that's so important in a relationship. And with diabetes being a disease that can harm you, it just means the world to have that extra level of comfort and safety. And once they really learn more about it and can assist in the day-to-day aspects like blood sugars, like insulin, like knowing your daily life with diabetes, they can start going to the diabetes-related events with you. I love bringing more people into this community. I mean, hello, that's why I'm doing this podcast. But having someone you deeply care for and love join that community is just an extra level of love that you can have. Having them meet people who support your cause and in turn get them to support your cause too and get to see that firsthand and the way it impacts you is just the coolest thing ever. And it shows that they are just as much a part of this as you are. Diabetes is totally something you can live with on your own, but when it's a team effort, it feels even better. So for this Valentine's Day and for this month of love for February, Just really think of the support system you have, whether it's a romantic partner or your family or your friends or a general support system, and think of the ways that they can continue to support you, the ways they already do, and really thank them and show them that love in return. And no matter if you're celebrating Valentine's Day or not, continue showing that love for our community, for this podcast, by following along, subscribing, and following my social media, and sending extra love to your diabetic friends. Until next time.